You're listening to Trial Talk, the plastering podcast. The plastering podcast is sponsored by P1, the plasterer's one-stop shop, the UK's largest distributor of plastering and rendering machines, materials and tools. If you're a plasterer listening to this, consider joining our thriving Facebook community, Trial Talk, Plasterers Help Group. And if you need help in your self-employment journey, consider joining our mentoring group. We'll show you how to generate more work, how to price and quote your jobs properly and add systems into your business, freeing up hours of your time. You're listening to the Plastering Podcast, episode five with myself, Stu Roberts. Today, I'm joined by plasterer Jason Curiel. And we're going to have a chat about uh, the booze, about alcohol, um, and why Jason uh, has chose to go alcohol-free. Um, Jason is a plasterer, he's an old-school plasterer. Um, we were chatting yesterday, he was telling me a few stories about the tin bath and about uh, some of the abuse that he suffered from his gaffer, which was quite funny. So we'll have a bit of a chinwag about that. Um, Jason's put together a Facebook community called uh, Why Is Life Better Without Alcohol? Uh, which is uh, thriving. Is that the right name, Jace? Why is life uh, better? No, life's better. Life is, sorry, life is better. Life is better without alcohol. Um, yeah, and that's growing in, in numbers quite rapidly. Yeah. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, get involved with this chat. It's going to be a good one today, guys. Uh, I'll jump in and get some comments a bit later on. Jason, um, how are you, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm good, Stu. Thank you. Good, good. Jace, why why is life better without alcohol? Life's better without alcohol because you'll be uh, happier and healthier, basically. Ha- happier and healthier. Nice one. Um, goes without saying, doesn't it? Yeah. So your, your backstory then. Um, we had a bit of a chat yesterday. Uh, you told me a few funny stories about uh, when you were a young lad, when you were an apprentice. Uh, I don't think the young lads would survive after stuff uh, you went through. I mean, I went through a hard time, but when I speak to... Uh, plasters of your generation the stories they tell me uh, it's quite shocking really so so you take us back in time to when you first started plastering then what what was your journey like into the plastering trade yeah well, i was um mixing up in the old tin bar but i had a hole in it as well so uh, uh <laughs> you had to put a bit of powder in before you put the water in else it would go everywhere oh like, yeah <laughs> when you think how tight he was you wouldn't find me a new one anyway um yeah mixing up in the tin bar uh, loads of browning, a big bag that go over halfway down your back. Um, mixing up loads of browning in the morning, turning around, skimming it with the old plunger in the afternoon. Oh, a plunger, yeah. Going like a nutcase all day, basically, like a whippet I was. Uh, <laughs> a lot of ounce of fat on me. Yeah. No, you know, I, I just missed the plunger, as I said. Um, when, when did I start? I'm trying to think now. It'd be 90. 99 or something like that but the guy I, the, the builder i worked for had a plastic had a big plastic bath yeah. and it, 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 he didn't give me a rake he gave me like a little shovel you know like like a planting shovel almost yeah. so it was quite a firm blade on it yeah. and i just didn't be knocking up the browning for him um in the bath because he, he was a little bit old school he had a paddle mixer but he was insistent that i, I had the shovel before i got to use the, the paddle mixer so he was a bit brutal like that yeah, <laughs> it sets you up strong, doesn't it? And the rake after, do it with the shovel first, and then the rake. Did you have Get a rake? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Brutal. Uh, but <clears throat> you're telling me about um, <laughs> you got a straight edge to the back of the head. Ah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Was, what was that all about? Ah, oh, just <laughs> it was turning and hung over, drunk, you know. And I was forget the front of it. Labourer's fault all the time, isn't it? Anything goes wrong, it's labourer's fault. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember one day I passed him his flask and my hands were, uh, he said, pass me the flask off the windowsill and my hands are wet and I went to give it him and it fell out of my hand and it fell on the floor. It was one of them old ones that shattered and he just picked up the crate. He got off the crate while he was stood on and threw it at me, hit me in the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we'd get away with that now, would we? No. no, no. Um, so, so you started off with life young into the plastering trade. Yeah. And you said that's where that that's really where your drinking began, wasn't it? As a young lad, you talk about that. So you went out with the old boys drinking in the pubs. Yeah, it was. It was a Friday afternoon. We used to go to dogs. It was a bag meeting in Oxford. We used to go to the dogs meeting. It was on a Friday afternoon. It was bloody just gambling and drinking. There you go. You've earned your money. Now go and gamble it and drink it. 
basically. Um, so I was in there on a Friday afternoon having points at um, 17 before I was 18, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, just it was like you feel part of the boys, that you feel one of the boys, don't you? You feel like you're a man. Definitely, yeah. It's, yeah. it's I think a lot of us start the same way, um, introduced to the to the beer that way. So at what point, I mean, you touched on um, in some of your videos that you do within your Facebook group about um, how when you're young, like 17 into your 20s, into your mid-20s, it's, it's all fun and games and merry. And then you talk about how you, when you start creeping into your 30s, it can become uh, a problem and you become, you know, you're almost dependent on it. And then it starts playing games up here. Did you talk yeah. about that? And is that is that what happened with you then? It, it went from being something fun to something a little bit sinister and it started yeah. affecting your health. Yeah. I mean, when you're young... To, to knock it on the head. Yeah. When you're young, it's like a, you think you're... The, the more points you drink, the better you are. It's like a skill, isn't it? I drunk 10 points, I drunk 12 points. The more points you drink, the better of a sort of you are uh, drinking, you know? So uh, that's all well and good in your 20s because you can shake them hangovers off in the morning. I remember going to work in the morning hungover, but by 10 o'clock, you'd be good to go or good again. But um, as you get into your 30s, middle 30s, you um, the hangovers start lingering and they start uh, taking a couple of days to get over and then you're in a low mood and your anxiety and you're depressed kind of thing and um, it becomes mental health that's mental health when you're depressed yeah. or when you're anxious or you're in a low mood because you can't shake them hangovers off do you think like do you think lads aren't really putting two two and two together when like let's say they're they've been drinking from a young age hitting the cans every day and they're getting into their mid-30s pushing to 40 feeling like shit um tired like you said a little bit of anxiety and stuff like that and they're not really putting two and two together thinking it could be the beer that's doing it yeah definitely i was yeah i touched on that yesterday didn't i um yeah yeah there's people now and they're like 35 and they're doing drinking the same amounts a few cans in the week going on at the weekend and they get to 35 and their mood starts to dip and their motivation starts to dip and their work um everything starts to dip basically but they're not connecting the dots they just think oh well i'm 35 now i'm going to be slowing down i'm I'm 40 now but if you took a break from the booze you would realize how much it is making you yeah lethargic and lack of motivation it just saps you when you get older and people are just going through life thinking well i like drinking i've always been i've always done it i've done it since i was 18 and they relate it to being good times oh it must be good because it was good back then it's always been good but when you get to 35 you know it's, it's a different ball game getting over the sessions yeah you know? sure you, you you touched on work there and what would you when it comes to drinking heavy and then getting up early going and grafting all day what what ways is that going to affect your working life as a plasterer i mean you're, you're a plasterer yourself you've got you've experienced it um you know like you say we can't shake these hangovers 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 off um the way we could when we're young so in what ways would you say it would affect working in in, in more ways than that is oh, it going god. to be money yeah and... oh god yeah Look, uh you know when I give up alcohol, I was going in on a Monday morning, nine out of 10 motivated, and I was putting more on in my late 40s than I was in my late 20s, because I was motivated. I didn't have a hangover. So you think of all the money it's costing people when you're going in like two or three out of 10 on a Monday morning, and then on a Tuesday morning, you, you might be four or five out of 10, and then on a Wednesday, you might be seven. And on a Thursday, yeah. you get up to the eights and nines. So it's costing you all the money it costs to buy the stuff at the weekends. And then the lack of motivation at work. I tell you, if I uh, give up drinking 20 years ago, I'd have paid my mortgage off two or three times. Because uh, you're, you're not earning half as much as you could. No. And these days, it's not just booze, is it, that the young lads are doing? No. They're, they're, they're doing other stuff. Other, other stuff. But... 
I mean, and then you're saying like you're slowly getting, you slowly come round in the week and feel normal. By the time you feel normal and healthy again, you, you, you're getting back on it, aren't you? Because the weekend's approaching. Oh, God. Yeah. And then it's I, a cycle. Yeah. And when I stopped drinking, I was working with a fella and he was still drinking. And um, I was going in on a Monday morning thinking, God, I used to be like him. And uh, he was like struggling and uh, not putting the workout. And I was just going at a steady pace, but doing a lot more. And uh, he said to me, you'll never get me on them zero, zero beers. Because I said, he said, what are you doing the weekend? I go, oh, I climbed a mountain Saturday. Had a few zero, zeros. And he says, you'll never get me on them. Um, three months later, he come in. He was real happy on a Monday morning. He said, um, them zero, zeros are a game changer, aren't they? He goes, yeah. And I'll tell you what, he come in and he was on, he's on the zero, zeros now. And he used to have to give his missus a lift into town to play darts midweek and he uh said even the missus is driving in now having a few zero zeros and driving back so i don't even oh, have brilliant. to give her a lift in so she's on it as well so i, I want to ask you about that because because i've seen on your group there's a you're big promoting the zero zeros a fair bit yeah and um i, I had tried the peronies before and i could tell although they were nice i could tell straight away that, like the difference you don't get that little that little hit yeah but um the missus picked up <clears throat> she picked me up a couple of zero zero guinness um after someone on your group said oh, i tried one of these and i can't tell the difference and i had one this week and honestly mate I, i'm not just saying this i could not tell the difference between the genuine pint of guinness and yeah. one of these zero zero guinness. and i love guinness yeah so lads um if you want to sort of make that transition and just test test these drinks out I would, I would highly recommend if you're a guinness lover like myself that you like guinness as well don't you jace i uh, tell you what i was out just this friday night I, went, I met an old mate i've known all my life since i was 10. we went in the pub he said i'm going to try them zero zeros with you we had four pints of guinness zero zero we were looking around we were laughing and joking we were having the crack and it's great that you know that you're not going to have a hangover in the morning yeah you, you don't need you don't need alcohol you do not once you <clears> once you realize that you can just have such good laugh look at all the other silly idiots getting drunk falling around <laughs> <It's> great <laughs> and, and i suppose you're not getting judged because you're in a pub and you know as everyone's concerned you're drinking and it's not like you're not being questioned oh well, why are you not drinking what you know what you know tell us your story because i suppose when you when you've been drinking for x amount of years and you, you you know you're with your friends and then you make a decision to say look lads you know i'm not drinking you're going to probably get a bit of stick maybe oh, or yeah. get questioned and you know was that a problem for yourself when you decided to tell your mates look i'm done yeah it was well i um it's the only drug it is a drug people don't even realize that you get people drinking pints saying oh i like a few beers but i never do drugs hey mate what's in the glass a drug people some people don't even realize it is a drug and it's the worst drug out of a lot of them for family life and destruction to health and everything but i owned it i said i'm having a month off the beer i said i ain't happy i'm scaring me down it's making me feel rubbish you know so i just did it and i got a lot of laughs and a lot of you what couldn't believe it kind of thing but I've had so many mates go alcohol-free since I've stopped because they see me and see my health. I've lost yeah. loads of weight. I'm off all my. I was on high blood pressure tablets. I was on high cholesterol tablets. I'm on none of that now. My cholesterol's perfect. My blood pressure's perfect. And all the other lads that were had a bit of weight and suffering. I, there's loads of. Uh, there's two of my best mates from school. They're zero zero now. They've gone alcohol-free. And there's other lads that I know it's catching this like the tide is turning now people yeah, are realizing like people are realizing that it's nice to have a beer but it's not nice to have a hangover you know no. you can have a beer just don't put the alcohol in it and it's great it's really um catching now it's interesting you say that it's a drug because people people do just forget don't they because because it's legal yeah i think yeah. they're they're just thinking that's just harmless it's just you know have a few beers get merry what's the problem but it, i suppose you're right it, it is a drug you've put um a few posts out on your own group and one of them i wanted to talk about was a picture of you when you were knocking on back and you like you say you you were quite big um a lot heavier than you are today 
yeah. you can see it in your face that you you were an Alfie. You clearly see it. But you also had a picture of your dad as well. And you mentioned that your dad was um, a heavy drinker. Is that did that play a part in you picking up, you know, knocking them back yeah. as well? Being my, like your dad and yeah, my, you know, your dad's your hero, isn't he? And you see your dad drinking, and I was drinking as soon as I could. Um, I, he was even giving me beers at 13, 14. I thought it was great, you know. Really? Uh, but yeah, he um, he died 57, six years older than me now. So uh, wow. And um, looking back, you know, he was, he was an alcoholic all his life. But he was a funny fella. He was a joker. He was a laugh. He was life and soul at a party kind of thing. But he died young. He died young. Young, 57. Yeah. And uh, cirrhosis of the liver. So, yeah. And do you know what? All these people that are, like think it's a skill to drink loads and loads, it's all right now. You, it's going to catch up with you. Because it is yeah. so toxic. It inflames your body so much. Um, so I'd just say to the young lads, don't wait as long as I did. You know, if you, if you're 32, 30, whatever, and you've got a wife and kids, time to have a look at what you're doing. If you're still going to the pub Friday, Saturday night with your mates, because you've done your twenties, you know, you, 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 you went to the nightclubs, you had a good time with alcohol, but you, you need to, um, start looking at what's important now, your wife and your kids, because breaks up so many marriages and relationships alcohol as well yeah and so many kids suffer as well like I, my mum and dad split up when i was six so i know all about the kids the kids suffer you know and it's all alcohol why just i say to you if there's anyone listening here now in their early 30s get off it find another hobby get mm. out and would you, i was saying um if you're a group of pastors i mean Everyone says, right, we'll meet up in the pub, we'll meet up in the pub, it's a social thing, we do that. But I'd say if there was a six plasters in a in a gang or more, all do an activity, all like book an activity, like sea fishing, or you could go go-karting, there's loads of things you could do. And each fella, book an activity, get the money off the other lads, and do that once a month. You know, there's um, footy golf now, I did that the other week, that's, that's, that's such a laugh. Yeah, and it's great, and no beer involved, and it's proper connection. When yeah, that, when, when that beer is involved, three or four points. Talking the conversation, the conversation goes downhill quite quick, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. So, 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 in your experience, Jason, um, what would you say some of the early warning signs are if if people are listening now or, or watching, and they're thinking, I've been knocking them back quite heavy for a few years. Um, what were some of the work, early warning signs for yourself when you thought I've got a problem here and I'm, you know, I need to stop it? Well, just um, the motivation and the waistline and uh, maybe arguments in the house um, and relationships suffer. You know, if you if you're not getting up on a Saturday morning, pushing your kids on the swing and enjoying it, and you're thinking, oh God, how long do I have to stay here for? I need hair of the dog. You've got to start looking at it then because uh, you should be enjoying your kids or your grandkids or whatever and um, making the most of it. So if your relationships with your kids, if your kids are not getting the best dad they possibly can, you need to, and there's, there's people out there now thinking, well, no, I ain't doing as much with my kids as I should be or I want to be. Because we all got good intentions. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Friday night comes, get pissed up. Saturday, ah, yeah, I'll only go, I have to go to the park, but I'll only go for half an hour. I just, you know, you should be um, looking and revaluing what's important in your life. And yeah. alcohol, just get rid of it. And I suppose, um, talking in my own from my own experience as well, coming towards the end of a shift, because like you, I started drinking very young, 16, 17. I was down in, you know, in the town drinking with my mates. It was all fun and games. But being a plasterer, we'll go back to plastering as well. A lot of guys, they, they're gonna they're gonna crush a few cans because it takes the edge off the aches and the pains as well, doesn't it? Yeah. So I think I think some of it might be a little bit of um, almost I wouldn't say self medicating, but using booze to sort of ease that tension in the body from doing the meterage, or you know, you might have had a day doing sand and cement, and it, you know your shoulders are shot and you and i know <clears throat> if you have a couple of stellars that pain's gone hasn't it yeah 
So I'll tell you what, tell you what though, I'm 51 now and I play squash two, three times a week. I'm running around like a young fella compared to that booze is causing inflammation in your body and that's adding to the pain. If okay. you ate healthy, if you ate healthy and laid off the booze, half of them pains wouldn't be even now, that or they'd be a lot less. So the pain, it, it, we, we're using, we might be using booze to take the edge off the pain, but it's the booze that's actually causing it in the first place. Well, yeah, it wouldn't that be helping. It wouldn't be helping because there's inflammation in the body and all pain and disease is caused from inflammation, isn't it? Most and it dehydrates you as well, doesn't it? It dehydrates you. That's the thing with the pharmaceutical companies as well. They, they, uh, they must put someone in it. Uh, you know, you say, I've always said, oh, well, right? Come on, I've got a first one, lads. Let's get let's get going. Come on, let's get finished. You go in the pub, does that clench your first? No. You want another one, don't you? And another one. And that's yeah. why you wake up in the night with a dry throat gasping for water because it dehydrates you. It doesn't hydrate you. Yeah. That's the thing from the, the brewery to get you to drink more. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so so back back to the warning signs then. If you're if it's affecting family life. Um, you're arguing with the missus, you, you you know, you're trying to, you just, mind's consumed with let's get back on the booze instead of enjoying, you know, the time you've got and living in the moment kind of thing. When it gets deeper than that, when it goes a bit more sinister, um, I, I spoke to you yesterday about a mate of mine that I noticed was um, on a slippery slope downward with, with the Stella. Um, and one day um, we, we were at work and I noticed that in his van, he had a can of Stella in his, in his door um, that he'd been sipping. And I thought, that's not right. You know, fair enough, he's having a few tinnies, you know, 6, 7 p.m. after work. But now he's bringing it to work and that's not good. Um, and I, I mentioned that he was also hiding it as well. So when you get to that stage, I mean, at what stage in your drinking do you need maybe need outside help where you're thinking i ain't going to be i ain't going to have to do it on my own because i'm too far gone I tell um, you what, though, yeah a lot i know what you mean dependency but a lot of people yeah. are not dependent only one in ten or um i think it's one in ten uh drinkers are dependent heavy drinkers or drinking with issues you know so a lot of people are in the cycle of drinking and then waking up with loads of anxiety the next day and then they're going to work, they're having a shite day at work, they're feeling a bit down, so they come home, what do they do? I've had a shite day at work, in the fridge again, a few more beers, four or five cans. So they're going to work the next day feeling shite. If they're feeling shite because they were drinking the night before. So it's a cycle, it's an ongoing cycle. If you yeah. take a break, if you can, <clears throat> most people can take a break. Most people aren't dependent. A lot of people that think they've got drinking issues, if they get in the right mindset, um, they can because uh, they can they can have a month off and see how well and see how break that cycle break the cycle of feeling rubbish having a few beers feeling rubbish having a few beers because anxiety you drink because you're anxious or you're feeling a bit anxious when you get home about pricing jobs or invoicing or they owe me money um, but alcohol will make that worse makes anxiety worse so it just postpones it when you have them couple of three four beers at night you might yeah i feel all right now i've had a few beers it's only postponing it till the next day and then it's back yeah. again so yeah when you when you take a break after three or four days of being anxious it will lift and then you feel all right and then you won't need the beers to you know i just i i'm every video on my page i'm on about take a month off the food see yeah. how you go you will feel so good first week you won't first four or five days you won't but after that you feel great do, do you think it's a cultural issue in the uk like this binge drinking that we've got and because because my missus is italian um and we've we've been over to sicily a few years back and obviously you know you hear about you know the brits like their booze boozy brits and stuff but until i went over there and actually witnessed a different culture um, so we were sat around a big dinner table and there were kids with little shots of wine and, um, you know, you'd go on a night out till one or two in the morning, but it was all, it would all be just eating a little bit of wine, have a beer, um, eat, eat some more. It wasn't, the focus wasn't on let's get pissed, let's get smashed. 
yeah. it was just on the more socializing but of course a night out down the town where coventry where i live it's a different picture do you think it's like a cultural issue within the uk where we're just we're, we're sort of wired to just get smashed and get as many shots down as as, as we can yeah yeah england's renowned all around the world for its drinking booze up culture um like in italy they'll drink wine with a meal yeah in england we'll drink two or three bottles of wine before we go to the pub you know <laughs> so uh um yeah you know wet the baby's head someone's had yeah. a baby wet the baby's head funerals weddings birthdays feeling sad feeling happy everything have a point let's get pissed yeah it's a sunny day let's get pissed it's a rainy day let's get pissed let's just get pissed whatever you it's know snowing. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Right, I'm, I'm going to touch on, uh, just say hello to the guys. Uh, let's have a look. So we've got Josh Brown. Good morning, Josh. Josh says you need to try and cut it in half and then half it again until you finally off it. I've had mates in the trade, big drinkers, and now suffering with um, gout. Half of them look like they're 20 years older. Gout, Jason, have you ever had that issue? Gout? Yeah, I will just touch on that. If you are dependent, you need to cut down gradually. You know, a lot of people can just stop, but a lot of people, no, not a lot of people, but some people, they need to cut down gradually if they think they're dependent on alcohol. If they've been drinking six, seven, eight pints a night for every night, I think they need to really go and see a doctor to detox or cut down mm. gradually by 10% a day because you can have seizures and all sorts and die even. Alcohol is the only drug out there that you can die from withdrawal. You can't wow. die from heroin withdrawal. You can die from heroin overdose and crack, uh, but you can't die from withdrawing off heroin. Of That's scary, isn't it? That's yeah. really scary. So, sorry, uh, what was the other bit of that question? What was the question? Sorry. Um, it, it, it wasn't a question. He was just saying that... Um, oh, that gout. Twenty, yeah, gout. Um, suffering with gout and they look they look 20 years older than what they actually are through through drinking. Yeah, I think gout's inflammation as well, isn't it? It's all part of an... Um, you know, I, I've heard that myself, that alcohol causes gout. And that's really painful. Yeah. I haven't had it myself. But yeah, yeah. ages you. I mean, when I was drinking... Um, and I've seen lots of people give up drinking and they look younger. They get younger, their face is less puffy and red. They get the normal colour back. They lose all the puffiness and their skin's hydrated, whereas before it was dehydrated. So you can actually look younger than you did when you give up alcohol. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you're looking uh, much healthier now when you compare it to the images that you shared recently on your group. As yeah. I say, you could really see it in, in your face uh, compared oh, God, to yeah. and my, that, that's going back 10 years isn't it yeah my face was beetroot red beet yeah. red it was my face was red just all blotchy and red and puffy and yeah uh ross courier comments day 10 of being alcohol free longest i've been since i was 18 um he's joined your group on facebook and he's uh, he says that you've helped him loads and he's feeling loads better. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's great. Uh, good morning, Raymond. Good morning, Bibbs. Good morning, Imad. Uh, Ross says he's got gout. I've got gout as well. Um, but again, he's feeling great now since joining your group. And he says yeah. the AA has helped him out as well. Yeah. Good, good. Um, Jason, positive positive psychology. What what is uh, what is positive psychology? Since since you've not booze on the head, yeah, you've bettered yourself, and you decided to, um, you know, you've you've seen the results that you've got, and you've you've thought I'm going to help others now and do this, and you yeah. decided to to dive into positive psychology, and you've you've actually got a diploma in that now. What is, yeah. what is uh, positive psychology? Well, it's just helping people enhance their well-being enhance their strengths and apply strengths and move people from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset because as a child we're in a growth mindset you know if you fall off your bike you get back up and get on it and if you fall over graze your knee you know you don't worry about it but as we get older 
we uh, get into a fixed mindset, you know, we stay where it's nice and cozy, we watch the same news, read the same papers, don't push ourselves out of our comfort zone. Um, limited beliefs about what you can do uh, is all in that comfort zone. But if you push yeah. yourself out of that comfort zone, you can, you know, achieve all your goals. You know, I was left school with no education, no exams, and I always thought I was, I never thought I was intelligent. And I thought, oh, well, I didn't do no exams because I didn't try. Yeah. You know, and I got um, a coach say to me, um, I said, I'd love to be a coach like you help people and, you know, put my head on my pillow at night knowing that I'm helping people. He said, you can. And I goes, well, I can't because I left school with no exams. And he said, did you want to learn at school? I goes, no, I wanted to get on sites with, with the boys, plastering. He goes, do you want to be a coach? I goes, yeah. He said, there's a the difference. You know? and yeah. When you give up alcohol, when you take a break from the booze, you can do that course. You can do whatever you want because you'll have so much motivation and clear head and the fog will lift and I, I give up the booze and I thought I can do that I reckon I can and I did and I did the first assignment and I passed I did the second assignment and yeah so and, and doing all the physical because you've lost a lot of weight and I know you go walking and you know hiking and things like that yeah. so the, the changing your physiology as well as um, you know the boozing, I suppose it's all going to play a part in all the endorphins and the motivation and the energy levels. And then you're in a, a stronger position to think, right, I'm going to better myself. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to learn a new skill. Whereas when you low energy, low motivation, low mood, the last thing on your mind is, oh, I'll go, you know, I'll go and get a, a diploma in this. Because oh, yeah. Yeah. your mind's consumed with booze, isn't it? And what, getting back on it. You're just struggling to survive. You're not thriving, you're surviving, you know? And uh, you're just getting through the day, aren't you? And getting through the next day. And when you when you take a break from the booze, you will see how much is holding you back, believe me. Because I can believe I'm a different person than I am now, uh, when I, than I was. I'm just a 100% different person. Crazy. It's how, if I look back at some of the pictures, about how I used to be and remember how I used to be. It's just a different world. Different world. Yeah. Let's let's talk about your Facebook group, uh, Life's Better Without Alcohol. How how did it um, come about? And um, are you surprised at the amount of people that have poured into the group since you first started it? Yeah, it's 3,000 people in there now. It's called Life's Better Without Alcohol, not Life is Better Without Alcohol. It's called Life's right. Better Without Alcohol. And uh, okay. yeah, I'm in there doing loads of videos and loads of posts and sharing my experiences and there's people posting their own sharing their own stories and there's some really vulnerable people in there and they're getting so much support off the other people in there it's just a really kind of like a community now it's a great place and i've had to get rid of idiots in there that are in there just for trolling or got no interest in changing their relationship with alcohol and yeah. I'm trying to fish them out. I'm fishing them out every day or every other day. So what is left is a really good group where people can share and uh, get advice and support. And it's really good. I've got the T-shirt on uh, getting rid of trolls. So if, if, you, if you need hand with a group in any way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's a massive problem, not just in trade groups, but in, in any Facebook group at all, anywhere on any topic. It, it's a massive issue. Yeah, it's... Um, so you, I think you're doing a, a good job of building that culture up because every time I'm on there, it's all positive and you know you got your videos of you helping and coaching people. Um, I've not seen any trolls trolling or or anything like that. So yeah. Um, so um, within your group, are you, are you planning to sort of start helping people on more of a one-to-one -one basis? I've seen one of your videos where you were saying, look, you know, we, we're gonna I'm gonna start this coaching program. Uh, yeah, where, yeah. Like, I'm already thirty day where you go on walks and things like that. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing a bit of coaching now, but I want to do a thirty day alcohol free challenge, where um, I'll be in there every day doing lives on a different topic, um, and trying to get people because there's people in that group they get to ten days, twelve days, and then they go back to day one again. And I've seen quite a bit of that, so. I thought, right, let's do a 30-day challenge. 
I'll be in there every day doing a different topic. Like first day, it'll be your whys. Why are you drinking? Write down your whys. Second day, it'll be the like benefits and the consequences of your drinking. And I'll just be putting all my um, positive psychology, um, growth mindset in there kind of thing. Get people to 30 days. Once people get to 30 days, they'll see the benefits. When, when after a week or so, they think, oh, well, my mates are down the pubs or I'm not, I'm, yeah. and the thing, the thing is, people think they're missing out. People think they're missing out where you've got to, ch- if you want to change, you've got to change that kind, you know, you've got to say goodbye to that old person that you were drinking in the pub uh, with your mates every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And people think they're missing out, but are they really missing out? Is it really fun? And we'll go through all that in the, in the month, the, um, in the month, like uh, alcohol free challenge or perceived benefits. Is it really what, fun? What, what are your view? What are your views on um, moderation? So, I mean, because a lot of the a lot of guys have sort of addictive personalities, don't they? Where they can't just have a glass of wine or you know half a sh- sherry or whatever. It's going to have to be four cans, five cans, six cans. Yeah. Because um, you tried that, didn't you? And it didn't work. Yeah. Right. If you if you've got drinking issues, hardly anyone can go from drinking issues issues with alcohol excessive drinking to moderating it doesn't work moderation means you're not having as many as you want you're having two or three but you want ten yeah so that that muscle that willpower muscle will finally go and uh it don't work because it will consume you you think right i'm having two or three on a wednesday then i'll have two or three on a friday and you'll be thinking about them two or three and then when you get to the pub You'll, if you do, I never did. I, I, I said I'll have two or three, and then when I got finished the third, I'm getting the fourth because you're dealing with a different person then. You're negotiating with a different person after you've done three pints. So I, it never worked for me, but it also consumes you. And in the alcohol free space with my alcohol, alcohol free coaching, uh, hardly ever works. No moderation it will just consume you, your thoughts. And it's so much easier to go, no, I'm not drinking. It doesn't consume you half as much. Yeah. Um, jumping back into the comments, Jace. Um, so I put a post up previously in the week um, promoting this podcast. And we've had a lot of interaction on that post. So I'm just going to read off a few of the comments uh, from the lads. It's <clears throat> quite a sad comment from Wayne Cox. How are you, Wayne, if you're watching? Um, he's a good friend of his actually took his own life sadly um, due, due to drink and, and depression so that, that just goes to show um, why we're doing this podcast Jace at the end of the yes. day and yeah. what happens when you ignore problems and everyone around you ignores the problem um, so that guys that's why we're here that's why we're doing this podcast and um, we know it's a massive issue with it, especially within the trade and we've got to talk about mental health there's a big stigma around um, man up you know I got it when I was younger. If you come in and you say, oh, I split up with my girlfriend. Oh, man, what's wrong with you? Be a man, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And then they think they can't, that's the only time they've ever reached out to their colleagues and they got, oh, man, up. You know, some people are devastated their girlfriend left them. So they're just shutting down the conversation. They won't, yeah. even, won't even go there. Yeah. Yeah. And then they go and drink and they get more depressed and they do, some of them take their own life. There's so many people not here today from drinking and thinking they had to man up because they couldn't talk. And they end up getting so depressed, drinking, and it adds to the depression. And then they bloody kill themselves. So I think I think the man up stigma, plasterers are roughly toughy, aren't they? We're meant to be, you know, it's like a culture thing as well. Plasterers work hard, grafters, meant to be hard. If you're hard, strong in the head, uh, strong in the arm, picking the head, I used to say. <laughs> I think you must have heard that saying as well. I've heard it a few, to- a few times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, people need to know that I think if someone says, if a young lad or any lad, 30, 40, you know, I've split over the missus, or it's, oh, yeah, mate, do you want to talk about it? Do you know? It's, you know, it's sort of yeah. saying, man right. up. Things are slowly changing in that way, but you're right. It's still a it's still a huge issue, and a lot of guys have still got the old school mindset, haven't they? Of like, yeah, you know, man up, don't talk about anything, pull your socks up, and crack on in silence. That I way, like you said, you're just pushing all the feelings down, aren't you? I think the bosses, the bosses, whoever's got 
a few employers, employees, he's the one that should say, listen, lads, if you ever got any problems, come and see me, yeah? Don't be, um, yeah. come and talk to me. Well, this is a good point, because this is why people are drinking heavy in the first place, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there's probably an issue that's caused them to become anxious or stressed or whatever, and have turned yeah. the booze to, to change their mood, I suppose. Yeah. And that's true as well. When you stop drinking, you will feel better because you won't, you'll have a motivation back. But then, because you've been self-medicating for many years, because people have problems and they self-medicate, when you stop drinking, that's when the real work starts on yourself, your self-development. You know, you'll sit with feelings that you haven't felt because you've been suppressing them with booze. So there's hard work to be done with your mental health. Your physical health will improve straight away will feel more stronger and motivated but your mental health is where you've got to do the work you know you've got to get out in nature that's what I did I've read in my audible library I've got 57 books on self-development I was just out with my earphones I'm walking in nature sorting all my head out you know so so all them demons that you're pushing down when you stop drinking they'll come back up say hello yeah deal with them they've always been there they've always been there and they'll come back up to say hello like you said Yeah, yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, so we've got quite a positive comment here. Rob Fowley, Rob Fowley comments. Good morning, Rob. He's been sober for 800 days today. Hands down, the best thing I've ever done. I've achieved more than I could ever have imagined. Fair play, Rob. There you go. There's proof again. Uh, let's have a look. Tom Ford comments. When I was younger, I loved the buzz of drinking after a graft probably thirst more than anything some good laughs thankfully as i got older when i got married and had kids i managed to keep it for social times only also money was tight so family comes first it's basically a thing you do big time or not much okay in small quantities like anything else well like you said about moderation not everyone can do it can they not everyone and he's a lucky fella if he's done it he's he's good because there's so many people that try and they've got to try. You know, it's their journey. Every person that stopped drinking wanted to moderate. That's all our, that's our goal, you know. Yeah. Uh, Michael Wright is, is comment. Hi, Mike. He's just said, I know I drink too much. And that he's just left it as that comment. So uh, at least he's being honest about it. And, you know, um, that's why we're doing this podcast. What would you say to, to Michael? Um He's, all he said is, I know I drink too much. So what, what were some first steps that he can take to knock it down a little bit and, you know, reduce it? Write down his whys. If anyone wants to reduce drinking or change their relationship with alcohol, you've got to write down your whys, whether it be your kids, your family, yourself. If you can't look after yourself, you can't look after your family. So, you know, put a pen to paper. That's what I'd say, because if it's if you put a pen to paper it comes alive if you write it down why you want to and then write down the benefits of drinking what you get out of drinking and then write down the consequences and then have a look at that sheet of paper because the consequences will be three or four times bigger than the benefits and uh once you've got it out of your head on paper you can have a look at that and that's a good start yeah uh, Jason Brown's on. In my opinion, alcohol is the worst drug on the planet. It destroys the alcoholic and their families. It's the only drug if addicted to that you can just st- stop as your body could just shut down, like you said earlier. Um, just because it's legal, most think it's okay to get drunk and act in an idiotic way or even a violent way. Um, apologies on this little rant. Like most things, if you can do something in moderation, then it's okay. But alcohol is a depressant in itself. I've been a recovering alcoholic for 10 years and counting and many more to come. And if if you don't need, oh, you don't need an alcoholic drink to have a good time. Yeah. You don't. Good man, Jason. Yeah, Yeah, good man. Um, It's people going to the doctors feeling depressed and the doctors giving them antidepressants and they're drinking alcohol, which is a depressant. There's a tug of war going on there. And uh, I'd say to anyone, if I was a doctor, take a month off the booze. You won't need to, you, you, I probably won't see you again because you'll um, realise how well you're doing without it. And how your depression will lift and your anxiety will lift. Yeah. Um, Steve Smith, I know you like a beer, Steve. 
Steve says, I love a drink. Work still comes first, though. I don't smoke. Uh, he's tried most things in his youth. Back in the 70s, he's never touched dope. Everyone to their own. He doesn't drink tea or coffee. Um, and he tries to keep healthy eating-wise. So, yeah, again, um, I suppose it comes down to balance and stuff like that, doesn't it? Yeah. There's so many people that can live a good life with both. Uh, you know, there's there's people that have a few beers and go to work, 10 out of 10 motivated and have a good family life. Mick Curry, never been a huge drinker, albeit I love the stuff on a social level. Um, certain drinks. I used to come home from work and the missus would ask if you want a tea and I'd always um, have a bottle of fizz, <laughs> um, which was his uh, champagne, he says. He often paid huge sums to drink the best. On many occasions, he spent up to 300 quid <clears throat> on a couple of bottles of the stuff. Wow. Um, even spent, I don't know if this is a wind-up, but he says he's even spent just shy of a grand in Venice um, on a couple of bottles of wine. Are you a oh. pastor or a footballer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that was yesteryear. These days it's rare, usually a bottle around um, around the barbecue. Uh Beside that, a bottle of beer on the hot days, and that's him done. Yeah, you again. Know what? Um, you know what? Them zero zero beers now. Every brand are doing them. Every single brand nearly are jumping on the bandwagon. Because why? Because they're selling like hotcakes. Yeah. People are realizing that on a nice sunny day, you can have a few beers in the garden. I have a few beers. I've got zero zeros in the fridge. You can go up and drive after three, two or three bit zero zeros and go and pick the kids up if you want. It's a game changer. Game changer. What, yeah. what are your recommendations then for these alcohol-free beverages? I mean, well, I, I, I would say again, if you haven't tried the Guinness, lads, give it a go. You'll be shocked because I, yeah. I honestly can't tell the difference. Yeah. Oh, there's um, Estrella uh, on draft in my local. Um, there's, there's I, I'm living in Ireland at the moment. I'm from Oxford, but zero uh, zeros over here are way more. Uh, they're, the, the UK is lacking behind Ireland. You get like Heineken on zero, um, pint Heineken, zero, zero. You get a pint of Guinness with a nice big creamy head. You get uh, Estrella. And do you know what? I think in 10 years time, it's just going to be like half and half. I reckon it's going to come yeah. like the tide is turning. They're doing no booze cruises now. They're open so bars up everywhere where people just want to drink. And there's no drunken people around. Just, yeah. Um, it's just a, the, the, the tide is definitely turning. And I think in like smoking, there's adverts years ago with doctors smoking, smoke carrot, smoke these brand. And yeah. how, <laughs> there is, there was, yeah, there was, yeah. yeah. Crazy, isn't it? And now look, smoking is hardly anyone smokes or it's a lot less than it was. And I think alcohol, the, the you know, in 20 years time, I think there'll be loads of zero zeros half and half maybe people on zero zeros and and um it's like having a decaf coffee people like coffee but a lot of people drink decaf now people yeah. like beer but people are drinking non-alcoholic beer now i i like i said i went out with my mate martin the other uh, friday we had four guinnesses and we were laughing and joking and just forget you even, it's like forget you're not even drinking alcohol you're having a better laugh yeah the conversation's good because they're using it to socialise, aren't they, as well? Um, and of course, when you when you're together, you don't take you know what two or three points can lead to ten easy, can't it? Yeah. Where at least you know, I suppose the whole the whole goal of meeting up with your mates is so you can make plans to do more things. Like you said, you could go go karting, paintballing, you can go climb a mountain instead of just sitting in the pub getting on it and getting yeah, rattled yeah. and then wiping out your, your Saturday and your Sunday. Yeah, it's a no brainer. Um, Oh yeah, and them zero zeros. There's no pull to have another one. There's no like, exactly. yeah, yeah. I I went down and got a haircut. I just went and had a couple of zero zero Guinnesses and walked out of there. No, if I had a couple of real with alcohol, I'd be it. I want three. I want four. I want five because there's that alcohol in it. The addictive, highly addictive substance, alcohol. But yeah. Without without that in it, it's just nice to have a couple of beers. Yeah, it's great. I think they're really good. And do you know what? They are helping so many people on my group. I mean, 
other people on the group that have been alcohol free for 10 years and they think, oh, that's a trigger. But there's different horses for different courses. If you think that, don't go near them. But if you're just getting off the alcohol now, if you're just thinking about changing your relationship now, I'd try the zero zeros. Yeah, Yeah. Brilliant. Well, Jason, the hour's almost up. Um, I just want to say thank you on behalf of myself and Child Talk. Thank you so much for parting with your time this morning and uh, coming on and having a chat. Um, how can people stay in touch, mate? Yeah, it's um, the yeah, Facebook group is called Life's Better Without Alcohol. And uh, if you join that group, I'm in there all the time. Uh, most days doing something, a video or a post and just come in and see the community. There's a great friendly community. It's unbelievable. I'm so happy and proud of that group that I set it up because I just see people's lives changing. And on the posts, you'll see my life's changed since I've come to this group. I've realized that alcohol is rubbish and I haven't drank since and it's great. It's brilliant. It's brilliant to see people's people. There's people come in there as well and they're drinking a lot and you see them, their journey. And they're helping the ones that have just come in now. Yeah, that's uh, brilliant. So yeah, you can see, actually see the results unfolding, you know, over time. That's fantastic. Yeah. What yeah. I'll do, I'll put a link in this uh, post in the comments. Lads, uh, jump on, get involved, go and join Jason's group. I'm on there. It's a fantastic group. Positive, uh, just like trial talk as well. No, no knobheads on there. Um, yeah, Jason, yeah. it's been a pleasure. Um, have yourself a nice day today. And thank you again for joining us, mate. All the best. Cheers, Stu. Take care, buddy. Take care. Thank you, mate. Thank you. You're listening to Trial Talk, the plastering podcast. The plastering podcast is sponsored by P1, the plasterer's one-stop shop, the UK's largest distributor of plastering and rendering machines, materials, and tools. If you're a plasterer listening to this, consider joining our thriving Facebook community, Trial Talk, Plasterers Help Group. And if you need help in your self-employment journey, consider joining our mentoring group. We'll show you how to generate more work, how to price and quote your jobs properly and add systems into your business, freeing up hours of your time.